Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I have dry bars. Balls so dry. They explode like dust. Suck my balls. Suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy. Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry, I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. What is that? It's my balls. Not get it, Carmen. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was. How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Carson? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Bass, Suck My Bass, My Bass, My Bass, Second Drink. I'm your host on the Steam of the Air is Clean, and I'm lighting up that green, ya boy, MSG. And today, we've got a special edition episode. Well, it's not necessarily a special edition episode, it's just a brand new episode as we reveal one of our top episodes to you. As we review this show in linear fashion, and we have reached season six today, season six, episode two. But before we get there, as I mentioned, I'm your boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week, I'm joined by two guys who like to not tell a lie. They'll tell it straight to your eye and maybe make you cry. And... uh Maybe, you know, you go to sleep late at night and you think about, I don't know, the fish eyes. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. I'm back with my boy all the way in sunny Arizona. And I just realized the way we're recording this, like I like I said in the last recording, I was like, I'll see you next week. But uh, I won't. That was then the next following week. Gosh, we're recording so much ahead. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your podcast here. Shakalaka. First off, I just want to let you know uh, you got something on your face right there. You got some crap on your face right there, bro. Sir, yeah, you got some- that's my face. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. And of course, back on the scene where he's feeling COVID clean. And avoiding all the lawsuits on the scene, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, Joe? Oh, not a whole hell of a lot. Um, How's that league coming along? Uh, I'm 
in a brace. I'm in a brace now. The uh, the fracture itself is healed up. Now it's just all the ligaments and tendons around the ankle that I got to start taking care of. All right. Well, hopefully it continues to get better. So that way you can walk on. Yeah. On down, walk on down. Anyway, we're back, guys, for Suck My Balls number 84. And this is Aspen. Now, before we start the episode, I just want to play this clip. Is This is the credit clip uh, that starts off uh, or that it plays at the end of the episode. But it's a funny little, little 20, 30 second little bit here. Talking away. I don't know what I'm to say. I'll say it anyway. Today's another day to find you shying away. I'll be coming for your love, okay? Take on me. That was the credits there, anyway. Uh, so this is Aspen. Huh? That was Mr. Slave. Yeah, Mr. Slave. Singing in the credits there at the end of this episode. So I wanted to clip that there to start. But Joe's going to drive the car today. Joe, tell us about Aspen. Aspen is the second episode of season six and 81st overall episode of South Park. It first aired March 13th, 2002, while the boys are trapped at a... uh, Damn. While the adults are at a timeshare meeting, Stan is challenged by the best skier on the mountain. Stupid Stan! Oh, man. This this is going to take me forever because I'm going to pull off so many times. The Marshes, Broflovsky's Cartman's, and the Stotches plan a family ski vacation in Aspen. Randy notes that since Kenny's died, the boys have been looking for another playmate to fill the void. It then cuts to Butters, who's passed out on the couch with the boys ripping on him. Cartman then proceeds to place Butters' hand in water, and then Cartman pisses on him. Well, our boys do seem to be spending a lot of time together lately. I think ever since their friend Kenny died, they've been looking for someone to fill the void. Well, our son is a perfect void filler. It's nice that he finally has your sons to be his best buddies. Look, you guys, Butters is asleep. He's such a douchebag. Hey, have you guys ever seen this trick? When someone's sleeping, you can take a glass of warm water and you put their hand in it. Yeah, and then what? And then you pee on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. You're supposed to put their hand in warm water and it makes them pee. Oh, really? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> pisses on him. <laughs> he wanted to do this excuse to piss on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Well, oh well. <laughs> I also found it interesting in the scene that the parents were trying to like make friends with the other families, and it was almost kind of like a forceful even type situation there too. It was like they were being tried out as friends, the stock, yeah, it, if you will. It really is because, like, in most cases, like, at least for me, like, my friends' parents were kind of, for the most part, were friends with my friends or at least one of them. Like, either my mom or my dad. It was, like, very rarely did they, like, no, I hate that kid's parents. Stay the fuck away. And I guess I didn't put in this part, but the next point was supposed to stay. The Stotches bring up they should go to Aspen. Joe? Oh, yes. Yeah. So at that point, yeah, the Stotches bring up that they should go to Aspen. 
leaving the rest of the parents to express uh, worries about the cost of the trip. Chris and Linda then point out that in exchange for attending a half-hour timeshare meeting, they get a free two-day trip to Aspen. The parents then make up their minds to go that weekend and that they will take the kids with them. They drive in the next night seeing the town of Aspen. Hey, boys, we're all going to Aspen for the weekend. All right. Wow, a ski trip with my new best buddy. Oh, I'm all sticky. <laughs> the piss. Here we are, everyone. And then it shows up here with this 80s graphic South Park in Aspen. Anyway, so South Park and Aspen. Yeah, it's so good. The graphics and every, oh man, all eighty style and everything. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's about the time that they're driving through the town, and it shows like all the like bourgeois, like hoity-toity stuff. Um, Did you ever go to Aspen when you were a kid? My uncle used to go there a lot when I was a kid. Uh, we would we go to New Hampshire. Oh, okay, that's a little bit further away. <laughs> That's kind of Hampshire. You guys just fly there or just drive there, make a family uh, trip? Drove there. Oh and wow. There was like a lake house that we'd stay at and me and my dad go fishing and shit. Nice. Nice. That's a nice memory. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. I never did the Aspen thing, Joe. I know people always do that or Laughlin seem to be the big ones. <laughs> I don't know, gambling scene kind of thing when I was growing up. I don't know. Maybe right. I but I uh, I won't even stop for gas in Aspen. What? It's just like it's just you look at that town and everything is just looks expensive as fuck. Like yeah. that and Vale. Like, it's like a very clean town. Like you drop a piece of paper and some guy pops up out of a corner to pick it up to throw it away type of town. You know what I mean? So, no, you drop a piece of paper and veil. There's a cop rolling up on you, telling you to pick it up, and then handing you another piece of paper with a two hundred fifty dollar fine on it. Oh, that's probably not best. Interesting. Yeah, no. But um, so on the first day in Aspen, they awake to find the two timeshare salesmen, Phil and Josh, already waiting at the door. They urge them to attend the meeting and get it out of the way, but the parents are a little reluctant as they had hoped to attend it later and ski right away. In the boys' room, Cartman gives Butters a Hitler while he's sleeping. He describes it as sticking your finger up your butt, then wiping it on the person's upper lip and giving them a little Hitler mustache. You guys, you guys, you're not going to believe it. What? So last night while Butters was asleep, I gave him a Hitler. What's a Hitler? You know, when somebody's sleeping, you put your finger up your butt and then wipe it on their upper lip to give them a little Hitler mustache. <laughs> you never Hitlered anyone? No, I never have. Here he goes. No. Good morning, fellas. All set to go skiing? <laughs> uh, 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 what's so funny? Nothing, Butters. Right, guys? Butters obviously can smell the crap and Cartman tells him, well, I guess that's why it's called ass pen. Joe, have you ever Hitlered anybody? <laughs> Fuck no. Have you ever been Hitlered? No. No. Scoop, did you ever try Hitlering somebody after you saw this episode? <laughs> 
Come on, no. man. What? No. No. <laughs> I wouldn't want that done to me, so I would never like try to hit. Cross your mind one night with some asshole. You're like, I'm gonna give this motherfucker a Hitler. <laughs> no. All right. No, all right. Have you? No, no, baby. <laughs> it has crossed my mind. Like I'm saying, I'm only human. This motherfucker. Is... <laughs> all right, let's go to the clip of that's why they call it Aspen. Boys, we have to go to this timeshare presentation real quick, but you go meet your ski instructor on the bunny hill. Okay. We'll meet you boys on the slopes. Hey, do you guys smell that? Smell what? It kind of smells stinky in this condo. <laughs> I don't smell anything. You guys? <laughs> You guys smell that? It smells bad out here, too. I'm starting to think this whole town smells like doo-doo. Yeah, well, you see, that's why they call it Aspen. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's oh, why they oh. And the boys then meet their ski instructor, Thumper, who teaches them the two primary feet positions in skiing. The pizza, where skis are wedged together in an angle, and the french fries, where skis are parallel. All right, little dudes, great to see you out here. My name is Thumper, and I'm going to be your cool ski instructor. His name is Thumper. We're going to take it slow, take it easy, make sure everybody has a good time. Because what is skiing about? Having a good time. Time, that's right. Now, just a few safety things to keep in mind. First of all, look straight ahead when you ski. If you look down, you're going to fall. You're going to have a bad time. Also, be aware of skiers around you. If you run into another skier, your skis are going to cross. going to have a bad time. So where's the part where we have a good time? Hey, little dude, you got some... <laughs> well, that's my face, sir. Okay, we're going to do without any pulls until we know our two primary feet positions. To go slow, we wedge our skis together in the shape of a slice of pizza. Then to go faster, we put them parallel like french fries. You see that? Pizza, french, french. fries. Pizza, french fries. <laughs> pizza and french fries. It actually does work, though. It really does. And when... Go ahead, Scoop. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, I, once once I learned that snowboarding was way better. I fucked skiing. Same. I don't know. I, I felt like the pizza and the french fry thing... The french fry worked, but the pizza thing didn't do shit. I was watching uh, a movie... Uh, not a doc, a doc series on Netflix called Son of Sam, Joe. And they were talking about New York. Son of uh, Sam? Son of Sam. Oh, that was good. Yeah, they was. you saw it too? Yeah. Okay. So then you guys are both from the East Coast. Is it typical for people to use their skis like that in the streets and stuff like that on a hard, snowy day to get around? Or is that just weirdos? I, I've really only seen it in like ski videos and stuff with like professionals where they go through urban environments or the suburbs like that. Like it's like back in the, they were showing footage of like women back in the seventies and eighties, like walking through the streets with their poles and ski feet thing or whatever you want to call them. So I didn't know if that was something that was typical in a big blizzard. Um, no scoop. I never saw that up North. Okay. In New Jersey or anywhere. Uh, and we got hit with quite a few nor'easters. Like one one year, I think in total, we had like eight feet of snow. Right. Okay. Uh, and then another year, it was like six. And then one day, it just snowed and snowed and snowed for like four days. And we had like three feet of snow. I never saw anybody fucking skiing around and shit. That would have been smart, though, wouldn't you think? 
A little bit. Like, I wish I had skis as a kid, play around and shit. But then, like, you know, once you get to that flat surface, you're like, Ugh. That's true. Fuck yeah. Jesus. And you got to get up a hill and you got to wear those boots. Hell Especially no. on, like, main roads or something like that, where they're probably, like, upkeeping them at least, the very main ones or something. I don't know. But it would be cool, like, if maybe you lived in a rural area and, like, you just skied to school or something like that. We had a lot of hills. Yeah. And you just flew off. Right. Uh, go ahead, though, Joe. After the pizza and French fry, what happens next? Uh, the boys start trying to attempt the pizza and French fry, leaving Ike the Canadian to attempt everything, which, I mean, this really shocked me. I figured he'd be, like, super adept at it, being Canadian. But when Ike starts to go down the slope, he crashes through the wall of the ski lodge. As the boys start practicing a... 20 year old i mean they call him a teenager but like he says he's won the ski off like 20 years straight or something and stereotypical 80s arrogant douchebag bully i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no you're fine you didn't come out i was just agreeing with you oh yeah and uh like he's a uh typical 80s douchebag uh rich kid bully popped collar all that shit named tad mikowski who comes by and starts to tease stan and who because of his surname rather than being called marsh says he ought to be called stan darsh this guy just pops up out of nowhere and picking it's like that's like hey you think you're pretty good this is like the equivalent and i'm gonna use nerd technology here this is like being the equivalent of like a level 50 or a level 60 in a pvp rpg game and going to the newbies area and be like hey what's up so you think you're pretty awesome huh <laughs> yeah i was gonna this is like the dude in make love not warcraft right yeah <laughs> So you think you're pretty good, huh? <laughs> uh, no, I so just... think you got some skills, huh, bro? Check it out. Yeah, don't. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Looks like you think you're a pretty good skier, huh, kid? Well, I'm catching on pretty fast, I guess. I've been skiing for 22 years. Think you can beat me? Uh, no. What's your name, Hotshot? Stan Marsh. Stan Marsh. <laughs> Stan Darsh is more like it. <laughs> uh, Darsh. <laughs> All right. How about a race then? You and me. Dude, I'm just learning. <laughs> Looks to me like you're not such a hot shot after all. I never said I was. <laughs> you may think you've got what it takes, but as long as I'm around, you'll always be number two. See you later, Tars. See you later. No, no fucking no, no reason. Just shows up. Some kid just trying yeah. to see. But you know what's interesting about this whole episode, and this will play into the next part of the, the episode, is there's no parents in the whole town. Did you notice that? Are they all yeah. just fucking fucking timeshare condo meetings, Joe? Tell us about what's going on with the parent. I think, shit, I don't know. Like, it's... <laughs> it's I, I don't really remember seeing many parents anytime I ever went skiing or snowboarding. Interesting. Interesting. You didn't see them maybe in like in the lines with their families or anything like that? But occasionally, but like usually if I saw parents, they were hanging out in the uh, ski lodge. Like I'd, I'm or take, if, sorry for, I've never gone skiing or snowboarding like a 
at a resort style like that with the lift and everything. I'm not really big into snow. You guys know this. So it's not something I'm going to go out of my way for. Uh, but I just figured that everybody did it together. I didn't realize it was maybe more of young people just doing it and the older people just hanging out in the lounge. <laughs> and I mean, I've, I'm sure older people do it and stuff, but it's not like, oh, hey, all four of us are going to go down this run together right now. It, it's, it's, I more- mean, if they, yeah. Thing. It's All right, more, yeah. Up in a little bit. Okay, I got you. I feel. Yeah, like. that's how it's always been for me. But I don't. Would you agree with that statement, Scoop? Did you get more freedom when you were doing skiing, or wasn't your family more of a traditional sense where you guys did everything together? Uh, I was allowed to do my own thing. Okay, there you go. So there, I guess the consensus is in. Uh, Joe, go ahead, continue. Um, and as I said a few minutes ago, at this point. The main plot of the episode parodies 80s movies and sports films, uh, most particularly, at least in my opinion, was uh, Better Off Dead, especially because of the ski race and everything. If you don't know Better Off Dead, go watch it and then you'll be saying $2. I want my $2 for like the next month. But uh, the only difference in this is that Stan and the boys show absolutely no concern whatsoever for what's going on. Just like here. We don't care. (laughs) Don't care. Don't care. Right. They're so apathetic to anything. Um, but none of the other parties involved seemed to realize this. The timeshare presentation has now gone on for three hours instead of 30 minutes, and the salesmen are having no progress in persuading the adults to rent any of the condos there. At this point, Randy and Gerald tell the men that the group is now leaving. Phil and Josh seem to go along with this decision and merely ask for the adults to turn over their table place cards. They agree to do so. As it happens, these place cards have the red sticker. The red sticker? He's got the red sticker. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The red sticker, which can be redeemed for one of three prizes. The parents not wanting to waste any more time refuse, and the salesmen start crying. We got to talk about sales tactics here after this fucking clip. No, 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 no. (laughs) We we did your meeting. We did your lunch. We're finished. Okay. 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 Fine. I mean. It would only take a second, but I mean, you know, what did we do for you except give you a free condo for the weekend? <laughs> Seems like you just at least come up and see what prize you got. I'll <laughs> <laughs> ride. So, Scoop, like, that's some, like, I've never gone that low where I started crying to get a sale, but goddamn, that's fucking slimy, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Sales tactic as fuck right there. Like major like, This is this these are like the most stereotypical sales tactics you can think of. Like the word and they're like they're they're magnified or I don't know I don't know if that's the right word, but they're like intensified tenfold, so it's just like the worst fucking shit. No, I think it's that's a good that's a good analogy. It's definitely magnified, right? Because it's a focal point of the story, and it's certainly intensified because it's scene after scene after scene. They're just hitting them over the head, trying to make these sales. Joe, have you ever been caught in a sales pitch like this? Um, once Ooh. it was it was just one of those things. I was 
I was walking around somewhere with my ex and they're like, oh, hey, you want to come back to Vegas for free? And I'm like, no, don't, don't, don't. And then we got suckered into it. I'm like, I live here. I can pay for my ticket. I'll stay at my parents. I don't need a condo. (laughs) Oh man, I've only stayed at a timeshare once. I was like fooling around with this girl who was like a manager of like one of the buildings at the timeshares. So like, you know, sometimes I would just go up there and hang out with her or whatever. But like sh- uh, one time I stayed with her a couple nights and just it's interesting how that all works. They laid out perfectly, though, here. I mean, we didn't go through it all. But I mean, a timeshare, of course, is the opportunity for people who don't want to purchase uh, the property itself and maintain it all year long. Uh, they get an opportunity to purchase it, a share of it for time. So throughout the year, usually it's like one to two times a year. They get spe- or specific amount of days, if you will. But people plan it like weeks or whatever. And they come out and share their condo. It's just a little weird. Like, I, I don't know. I, for me, I don't know if I could do that. Unless it was like with somebody I really, really knew. Or like it was friends. Like, you know, like if I got to, if like I, ha- if I had 10 friends who all got the timeshare condo and it was only us 10 friends, not weirdos. You know what I mean? Then you could at least be like, what the fuck, Craig? When you were here last time, you come down the couch, asshole. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to call <laughs> you and yell at you for your shit. Like, I <laughs> You come down like out, asshole. Just saying, you know, things happen. I, you know, sometimes it's like Neil Patrick Harris and Harold and Kumar. I made some love stains in the bag. You'll see. Like, at least he paid when he was done. MPH did pay. We should all be like MPH. MPH wouldn't do that, bro. What would Neil Harris do? Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. The. Parents at this point have agreed to claim their prize, even though they're sick and tired of everything. The prize is an exclusive ski lift. They're relieved that they can finally go skiing and climb aboard. But to their horror, the lift simply carries them right back to the meeting room where it continues once more. (laughs) At this point, the boys are still practicing skiing and getting a little curious as to where their folks are at this point until Tad comes by again. Now he has with him Stan's supposed older girlfriend, Heather, whom he has never met before, who he is now dating. I'm sorry, but Tad has all the right moves. And Tad then challenges Stan to a ski race, despite Stan being only a beginner, a little boy, and even admits that he couldn't beat Tad. But he takes the race on the condition that Tad will leave him alone if Stan wins. Bro, do PvP, bro? I don't care if you're level one or two, bro. I'll fuck you up. Let's go. Right, right. I'm level 500, bro, but I don't give a fuck if you level one or two. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's funny. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, did, um, have we gotten to their – this is their first race, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're leading into it right now. All right. Go for it. Okay. Well, well, well. If it isn't Stan Darsh. Wow. Well, now, say Darsh, you don't mind if I take Heather out for some fondue tonight, do you? Heather? Sorry, Stan. It's just that when it comes to skiing, Tad has all the right moves. I just might show my moves tonight, if you know what I mean. You aren't mad, are you, Stan? I mean, a girl's got to look out for her best interests. Who are you people? 
<laughs> I told you he was chicken Heather. Stan Marsh the Darsh. I race you. Will you leave me alone? Ooh. All right, fine. You and me at the summit. Now. Stan, as he predicted, loses the race. And in but after that, in true Hades movie fashion, a dorky looking yet somehow hot. Cheney Briggs is hot. Redheaded teenage girl approaches him and says that he was really brave. Yeah! 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 You stars! <laughs> Uh, Stan, you, you gave it your best shot, and that's all Jesus asks of you. All Jesus Dude, I'm just happy this whole stupid thing is over with. No hard feelings, right, Darsh? <laughs> yeah! Stan, for whatever it's worth, I think you were really brave. Thanks. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all the cool kids tonight are meeting us at Rest Center. You should come down. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> she then invites Stan to the dance at the Aspen Youth Center. That evening at the Youth Center, the boys discover that Tad's wealthy businessman father plans to bulldoze the Youth Center, though once again, Stan expresses no concern. Stan, Josh. So they walk into the Youth Center here and just a couple clip further here and uh they're all telling about their stories and butters breaks out into a dance here mm-hmm. i'm glad you guys came do you like our youth center seems fine yeah too bad we're getting shut down that hot shot skier tad's father is gonna bulldoze the building where are all those kids supposed to go don't care don't care what do you want to do now Butters, I hate you with every inch of my body. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole clip, just for that punchline. Butters, I hate you with every inch of my body. It is after this, while at the youth center, that Tad goes on stage and sings a very poorly written and performed song about Stan which uh, irritates Stan and leads him to ask Tad, dude, what the hell is your problem? Which Tad mistakes to be a request for a rematch. This is a song I wrote about Stan Marsh. Stan Marsh. Stan Marsh. Stan Marsh. Stan Marsh. Stan Marsh. What the hell is your problem? <laughs> I raised you. You won. A rematch? What? Oh, Darsh. Oh, Darsh. You're even dumber than I thought. He'll ski you anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. All these fucking people just like, he didn't even mention the rematch. It's just so Right. <laughs> Like, and they just volunteer him for it, too. He'll ski you anytime. I know, right? I'd be like, guys, could you not? Like, why don't one of you assholes ski him? That's just, I, we'll get to it here. That was going to be my question. 
Dude, Thumper's the fucking instructor. Why doesn't he race? Right? He doesn't want to have a bad time. Okay, okay, sorry. Well, I'll point out, I think, why nobody will hear it in a few. I think I know why nobody will fuck with him. As we were alluding to, as the rest of the teens want to keep the youth center, they volunteer stand for the race and make a new con and make a condition on this rematch. If Tad wins, Mikowski's father can bulldoze the youth center down. But if Stan wins, he has to convince his father that the youth center stays. Tad agrees strongly hoping and probably being cocky enough to know that he'll win. He then arranges for the race to be held on the K-13, the most dangerous run in America. The K-13. Kyle tries to talk Stan out of it. He's already lost one friend and does not want to lose another, especially his best friend. Stan coldly replies that this is not about what Kyle wants and is determined to race Tad. At this point, the mysterious old mechanic from Butter's very own episode shows up and tells Stan about the horrifying history of the mountain. 35, 35 people died gruesome deaths while going down it. A group of students were brutally murdered by a psychotic wolf boy who had escaped from a mental asylum. It is also the burial ground to a tribe of vampire Wichita Indians who ate the flesh of children with no eyes. Oh, on a history. Come on, a lot of history. Here we go. I fucking love this guy. You're yeah. definitely gonna go down that K13 run, are you, Stan? Dude, I have to. Stan, dude, I have to. That tag guy, get to you. Screw him, dude. Dude, he's got Heather. <laughs> Heather. I know, I know. I. Look, I can't explain it, but I have to do this. I'm not going to die. I mean, how bad can the K-13 be? The K-13? You don't want to go down that run. That run's got a history. 35 people have died going down it, and some say you can still see the ghosts up there. That was on that very ski run that a group of students were killed by a wolf boy who escaped from the mental institution. You see, that ski run was once a burial ground to a tribe of vampire Wichita Indians who ate the flesh of children with no eyes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of history on that ski run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even after hearing, dude, he's got Heather. Who's Heather? (laughs) After hearing this, Stan is still determined to compete in the race, asking Thumper for special training. Thumper agrees, and although in a rare moment of competency for the show, he does not think he can do it. Even the even the redhead teen pitches in and instructs Stan, accompanied to the song Montage, which is, I know it's by DVDA, is I can't remember if it's from Orgasmo or their other project, but I'm sure we'll get to that. In the scene, Stan tries, trains, and studies. The parents forced to sit through their timeshare meeting and a tearful Kyle staring at the K-13 while holding a picture of himself and Stan as Cartman is seen giving Butters another Hitler in his sleep. The song ends where Stan has finally completed his training. So I'm going to play like the first verse of this because I don't want to get hit for the copyright. But at the conclusion of the recap, then we are going to play the song. It's a cover version by a friend of the show, Andrew Soto. 
which we won't get him for copyright. So here's just a couple mm-hmm. of seconds from the actual full the song itself. Mr. Ski Instructor, I need a lot of training fast. I'm going to race down the K-13. The K-13? But you're just a beginner. If you ski out of your league, you're going to have a bad time. I have to do this, okay? I have to. All right. Well, if you got to get right. good at something really fast, there's only one way to do it. Come on. Come on. Yourself to the test and show us the passage of time. We're gonna need a mon- montage. Even Rocky gets a montage. Anyway, <laughs> oh man, it has now come to the next day, and the parents are still trapped in their meeting and unable to bear it any longer. They look to the police for help. But they get no support from the cops as they reveal that they are controlled by the timeshare company. However, the parents are all forced to gunpoint by the officers, so they will agree to rent some condos after all. Sounds to me like if anybody should be arrested, it should be you people for passing up such a great deal. That's right. You're practically stealing condos at that price. Book them, Dano. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No. No! The police work for Timeshare, too? The police, the mayor, the president of the United States. Perhaps now you see the severity of your situation. I think we shall all sit... I just want to let you guys know, if we're in a situation where people will not let us leave the room before the cops show up with the guns, I'm picking up a fucking chair and I'm taking out walls. I'm just giving you a heads up now. I'm that crazy motherfucker... In the movie, they'd be like, yeah, that guy's that that guy's mad. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm knocking motherfuckers out for sure. Not being held hey, Before you even got there, I would have already been smashing through walls. So <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Y'all, you, you don't want to let Scoop out? Uh-oh, Scoop claustrophobic. Scoop smash! <laughs> Bruh! It's uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> so now we are at the race, and... What's that? Oh, I'm just saying the big race, that's all. Yes, the big race down the K-13, and as it begins, Tad has a huge advantage over Stan, and despite Stan's heavy training, he is still no match for Tad's 22 years of skiing experience. Not only that, but he's got, like, championships, he's like a world-renowned skier, and all sorts of dumb shit. Like, yeah. And refer back to my point earlier. That's why I don't think anybody will fuck with him because he's like a world, you know, like Olympic type skier. He's like won all this shit. Twenty two years. This is like right. this is like me starting a character in World of Warcraft. Be like, all right, Scoop, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, up, right. I'm gonna fuck you up, Matt. I'm gonna fuck you up. And I'm like, I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> You're going this down. Is- You're going down, man. <laughs> You're you. going down. I want you. It's like somebody like went onto a video game and just created the most OP character they could. Which and like, like you're, go ahead. I was gonna say to Scoop's point though, that, that kind of makes sense. Maybe this guy Scoop has beaten everybody in town, so he has to challenge Stan. Maybe. <laughs> right there, we go. That could and, be it too. And like they call him like back to back world Aspen champion or something like that. Like you were saying too. Shit. 
Yeah, back-to-back 14-time world Aspen champion. Like, is he the world champion or is he just the Aspen champion? World ass. He's the world Aspen. He's the world ass. And pin. He's the world champion. ass pin. And then uh, there's, um, uh, what's his name? Who's the biggest douche in the universe? <laughs> John Edward. John Edward. See, then John Edward's the biggest douche in the universe. Ladies and gentlemen, John Edward. Sensing someone, someone with the P. All right, that's months down the road. He, despite having a huge, huge advantage, Ted in classic heel fashion still sneakily stops along the way every now and then in cowardly style to sabotage Stan's efforts by chopping a tree down to block him. Pouring down a bucket with of either salt or sand to make him slip. And although Stan is moving very slowly and gradually, pizza, french fry, pizza, french fry. He successfully manages to get around all of the obstacles. The redheaded girl really wants to help, really wants Stan to win so the youth center will survive. So at the end of the race, she distracts Tad by lifting up her shirt and showing him her breasts, which is (laughs) fucking amazing. Stan makes it to the finish line first and the youth center is saved. Kyle is relieved that Stan has survived the slope and Tad finally gets his much-deserved comeuppance as he is very embarrassed that he is lost to a much younger person and loses his arrogant persona and confidence. Oh, Tad. What are you doing up here? Oh, nothing. I just thought maybe I could distract you with these. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Good job, dude. Thanks a lot, Stan. Now we're going to be able to keep the youth up. Thank you, Stan. It's like the spirits of the Waukesha Indians can finally rest in peace. Thank you, Stan. Thank you, Stan. Oh, looks like the spirits of the Rock and Child Indians can finally rush to pass. They were the vampires. I don't think they will ever be able to rest in peace. You know, they ate kids without eyes. Interesting. Which, I mean, there probably weren't many children without eyes, but still. If a vampire bites a zombie, does the zombie become a vampire? Or does the vampire become a zombie? Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I saw that on the internet the other day and I wanted to pop that into a conversation. So. <laughs> why would you why would you do that? Why would you hurt my brain like that this early in the morning? I'm sorry. It was one of those one hundred mind blowing questions or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> Like, that would like it was like one of those there was another one that was really funny it was like did you guys know that aliens invaded the moon on july 20th 1969 did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's like oh man like that first one is almost like a turing test question i feel like it would make a robot explode right? that's something that deckard would ask a uh yeah. would ask an android and blade runner 
That's the fucking like end of WandaVision, the end of the season where, Wanda, where, where fucking Vision meets his fucking alternate Vision and has to give him a complicated question on why they actually exist and why they don't exist. And if he kills him, then technically he's actually killing himself, which then he ceases to – like they go through the whole thing. It's great. <laughs> oh, man. So – Ironically and quite humorously, if Tad if Tad had just run the race without trying to sabotage Stan, he would have won by a large margin just like the first time. Heather at this point comes over to Stan and says she wishes to be his girlfriend again, despite having never met Stan before and the fact that she's considerably older. Considerably. The redhead is a little put out by this in typical ladies movie fashion as she has a crush on Stan, even though she is also much older than Stan. She tries to be a good sport, though, and encourages Stan to accept Heather's offer. Go on, Stan. She's all you ever wanted. (laughs) The tension ultimately. (laughs) Dude, who's Heather? (laughs) The tension ultimately builds upon whether Stan will accept or choose the redheaded girl. But at that point, at that moment, the parents are finally freed after having rented some property. They then ask the boys how they enjoyed skiing, to which they respond that they hated it and are now upset that they will have to come up every year. They then return home to South Park. There you are, boys! Where the hell have you guys been? We got a little held up at the timeshare sales office. Yeah, but the good news is we finally came to our senses and bought some shares in a condo. So we all get to come to Aspen for two weeks every year. Ah. What's the matter? Didn't you boys like skiing? No, we can't keep track of when you pizza and when you french fries and when the hotshot asshole skier takes your girl if you're supposed to race him the first time or train first to beat him on the really difficult mountain so that you can save the dorky but hot girl's youth center. Skiing sucks. Right? Yeah, what a stupid sport. <laughs> what yeah. a stupid... That is why I never skied. Thank you, South Park. Anyway, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> the dorky but hot girl. As the episode ends, the redheaded girl reveals to Thumper what was under her shirt. Instead of breasts, she has two quados from Total Recall who then say the line, Quid, start the reactor. I heard that you were the one responsible for making Tad lose the race. Thanks. Yeah, we really flipped when we saw these. Great, start the reactor. Great, start the reactor. All right, guys, we're going to come right back with a uh, quick mention from our sponsor, as well as our buddy Andrew Soto's cover of the sports training montage. And then we'll review the trivia, pop culture, and uh, our top likes. We'll be right back. All right, well, if you got to get good at something really fast, there's only one way to do it. Come on! The day is approaching to give it your best. You've got to reach your prime. That's when you need to put yourself to the test and show us the passage of time. We're going to need a montage. Show a little improvement Just showing while it takes too long That's called a montage Montage. Even Rocky 
Yo, what's up, guys? Check out our fancy, dancy, stonerific threads here that we picked up from thebakedboysclub.com, our brand new sponsor. We're sporting them. Joe over there is always fresh. Looking, I mean, Joe, how fresh is that shirt? It's fresh. It's fresh. And then you got Tom Bout, Tom Bout Scoop here, Ian. I mean, he's looking pretty saucy, or as mm. they like to call it, the Versace t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, look at this guy. He's just a sexy beast with that t-shirt. Mm. And, of course, I've got the amazing NES shirt here. So, guys, to get this great apparel, visit thebakedboysclub.com. Use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD, and you'll save 15% off your order. So not only can you get baked, but we're going to save you some money so you can continue to get baked. So visit thebakedboysclub.com. Bakedboysclub.com. Use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD. Baked Boys. Not just a brand. Not just a brand. It's not just a brand. It's It's a a lifestyle. lifestyle. And we are back once again. Shout out to our sponsor there, thebakedboysclub.com. Use our code SUCKMYBALLSPOD and you can save 15% off of your order. Big boys, not just a brand. It's like a lifestyle, bro. It's like tall, tall lifestyle, bro. Uh, Mr. Scoop, you want to start us off with some of that trivia? You feeling up to it or are we? Oh, bro. Are we? I didn't know if we were at bowl number six. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, we I don't have any tree right now. So, unfortunately, no bowls. Oh, that's fucking tragic. That's tragic. I know. I love you. I no, I feel bad. I'm sorry. I already, I already sent your text messages that said I was sorry. But now I feel even more sorry because you don't have any weed. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's like right now I'm a little broke because bought back all in. Went all in, bro. Gotcha. Double down. Double down, diamond hands. We'll take us diamond into. Hey. South Park Studios describes this the episode as circa 1986. I mean, it's accurate. It's, you know, it's appropriate. Yeah, it's true. I didn't think In this episode, a song called Montage is performed by Trey Parker and Matt Stone's band DVDA. A video montage is shown as Stan trains to become a better skier. The song was later reworked and used to fight Parker and Stone and Team America World Police. Team America! Fuck yeah! All I the boys. Have, I could have sworn it was Orgasmo. I guess I'm wrong. Orgasmo had um, what was the? It had the other big one. Um, now you're a man, 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 man. That's Orgasmo. Now yeah, yeah. Mind. That's. I got them confused. Big right. ones. Yeah, those are the big ones though. This one and that one for sure. Uh, all the boys are in Aspen with their parents, except for Cartman. Who is here without his mother, Leanne? Cartman's trick on Butters in this episode where he gave him a Hitler mustache made out of poop is similar to his prank on in Cartman Sucks, where he placed the cat turd on his upper lip to make it look like a mustache. <laughs> 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 He's always with fucking footfires. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was one of the few episodes to be rated TV um, TV 14 in its original airing in the USA. I didn't know that. The theme does not play in this episode. Right. It's the second one, right? Because Butters was the first one. Yeah. This is the second one. 
This episode is subject to an internet meme depicting the skiing instructor saying his famous line, albeit with the first half replaced with something else, but relevant to the original quote. Right. So like the meme is like, if you do example A, you're going to have a bad time. So like that's the meme that got popular on the internet. Yeah. Blankety blank. When you mean to blankety blank, you're going to have a bad time. Oh, pop culture. My turn. Uh, The race between Tad Mikowski and Stan Marsh is a retelling of the children's story, The Tortoise and the Hare. Now, the tactics used by Tad in the final race are also very similar to those of Dick Dastardly in Wacky Races, where he would usually be in a winning position, but then stop to set up unnecessary traps leading to him losing. I'm laughing because there is a Wacky Racers episode in the future. Uh, the Mountain K-13 is a reference to K-12, K-12, or K-12, the 61st highest mountain peak on the planet located on the border of Pakistan and India. It is also shaped like Mount Crumpet from a various versions of the Grinch. And like Nightmare Before Christmas, I kind of got that vibe as well. I don't know if you guys picked up on that mountain vibe. Um, Take On Me, of course, is by AHA, is played instrumentally over the opening titles, South Park and Aspen. This was after his proper introduction. John Henson, who is the voice of the future character, Mr. Slave, sings a rendition of the song during the end credits. During the Take On Me section, as the group enters the town, a man is seen snorting cocaine. This is likely a reference to its prevalent use in ski towns, among other narcotics. That's why my family went to Aspen. Uh, the safety dance was played, and you could. It was, of course, it's performed by Men Without Hats. It is played instrumentally at the dance to save the recreation center, and that song is actually referenced again in a future episode. Uh, as usual, the old farmer shows up, informs the children about the area's backstory, revealing about it being an ancient Indian burial ground haunted by the spirits, and advises them not to go any further in their plans in a similar fashion as Judd Crandall did in the 1989 horror film Pet Cemetery. Uh, Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds is heard when Stan wins the race down the K-13 against Tad McCaskey. A lot of good music, uh, licensed music in this episode. Um, I have a fear that we're going to get hit on YouTube, but that's okay. I didn't play, I tried not to play more than like 30 seconds, so but still, when it comes to music, they're very fickle. Uh, the dance Butters does is the same as the Peanuts cartoon by Charles Schultz. Um, the part where the redhead girl's breasts are mutants is a reference, as you mentioned, to Arnold Schwarzenegger's film Total Recall. Uh, the plot of this episode mimics similar themes in ski movies like Ski Patrol, Ski School, and Hot Dog. It also, of course, parodies general teen films. You mentioned uh, what was uh, the movie, I'm sorry, Joe, that you thought it was referenced to as well? I thought it was a reference in some points to uh, Better Off Dead, though the ski movies they mentioned are uh, probably a little bit better. But there were definitely some elements of Better Off Dead in there. Okay. Uh, the Aspen police officer quotes the catchphrase, Book em, Dano. This is, of course, referencing all the way back to the 1970s cop show, Hawaii Five O. Um, very classic television show. Scottish alternative rock band Megalomatic released a single entitled Stan Darsh, what, of course, Tad Mikowski called Stan Marsh out this episode, 2016. And when the boys and the parents drive through town, there is a shop called Coochie, which is, of course, a reference to the shop Coochie. Let's talk about our top likes here. Joe, what did you like from this episode? Um, Everything about Thumper and... Uh, 
Butters basically tribute to um, <laughs> to uh, Charles Schultz and Peanuts right there, which I think it may have been like right around the time Charles Schultz died. I'm having to I'm going to check that right now. Oh, no, it was like two years after. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but it was around February. That's why I thought of it. But yeah, like I. I but just butters like, come on, guys, let's do it. And then just like right into it. You got some shit on your face. Hey, hey, little dude, you got some crap on your face. That's my face, sir. Nah, I was going to let I was going to let Ian have that one. Okay, sorry. You're good. Um, anything else you liked? Yeah. The whole episode, man. Just okay. as I'm smoking here to fill in for Scoop. Yeah, you know, Scoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you did you like the thumper thing? Damper, his name's Damper. <laughs> yeah, uh, there there was I just you know kind of picked my top three. I, I like this whole episode. So it's so good. Um, thumper, fucking Cartman going without his mom. Them not even saying anything about it. That was kind of funny. Uh, you know them not bringing her to the timeshare thing. You think that she would go? Since they were all like, oh, we're all going to be friends or whatever, you know? Yeah. But uh, I love the tits. Tits are fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Hey, start the reactor. Well, I mean, Leanne's a crack whore. Why would they bring a crack whore with them? Fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. And then... <laughs> uh, she, had to, she could only afford to send Eric. That was it. <laughs> 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 uh, the shit stash thought that was fucking great. Shit stashes. And then the old man. Oh, it's an ancient Indian battleground out there. Fucking old man is is just great. I love Judd, the Judd Crandall character and his introduction into the episode. Thirty-five people died, grow some dust while it's going down there. A group of students were brutally murdered by a psychotic wolf boy who escaped from mental asylum. It's also the burial ground of the tribe of vampire Wichita Indians who ate the flesh of children with no eyes. Yep. All the history on that scale on that scale. It's ridiculous. Just yes. the way they go into his explanations when you think his um uh, is uh what's the word I'm looking for? His diatribe is going to be over. He continues it on. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with all you guys. It was all the stuff I really liked. I like the montage song, of course. That's a, a, one of my favorite songs from South Park, top five for sure, up there with the um, Japanese anime episode, which we'll get to in season eight. So, like, definitely one of my, and of course, Kyle's mom is a bitch. She's a big fat bitch. She's the biggest bitch in the whole world. Such a fucking face, Uncle Mother, Uncle Fucker, and uh, up there. Uh, with Satan. So that, that's probably my top five South Park songs, actually, right there. So there you go. Write that down if you're listening to the show. Um, this is in my top 25, guys. I, I mean, this is a banger for me. Uh, Scoop, what's in you? What's, uh, what do you rank this in? Top 25? Top 25? Okay. Oh, shit. It's got 35 there. Oh, for sure. There we go. There we go. And Mr. JV, last week, it, uh, you had a number one. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I had a number one. Oh, right. Yeah. Butter's very own. Yeah. 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 It was because we had Jared has AIDS between that. And I think I said at the end of Butter's very own episode that we were coming up on my number two really quickly. And yeah, so this is number two. So this the, is uh, number two. Yeah. 
Sounds good. All right. Well, guys, that's going to do it for this edition. Well, that being another edition of Suck My Bass, Suck My Bass, My Bass, My Bass, Suck Green. I'm your host, Nassim, the air is clean, and I'm lighting up that green. Your boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week, I host Like a Fuse with Mub Dudes, Pinhami, Chris Silvio, the wrestlers who break down AEW Dynamite. You can also check out patreon.com slash TV, where I manage all of this content, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, highlights, subscribe. Just type in Stevie Ray TV. Go there right now. So let's check out the One of Rewind podcast, the gaming podcast on Humming Media Group, as well as I post that with Sinister One, Adam Rivera. Mr. Freaking Joe. What's up? Um, air, for reference, this will air like in two weeks. So what do you got at the end of July? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to start with uh, August 7th. I will be in Salt Lake City, Utah, Devotion Championship Wrestling. The big LG Luke Gallows will be in the house for that one. Um, We've also got uh, Boulder Taco Fest coming up Labor Day weekend, September 4th. Uh, We'll be at the Watering Bowl, Primo's Premier Pro Wrestling August 28th at the Watering Bowl. Um, And August 8th, I will be in Vegas for Kets Pro Wrestling. So, yeah, I'm going all over the damn place. And, uh, yep, let's go. Scoop. Any parting words for us today? Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Hold them hands. And as always, suck my bass, suck my bass, my bass, my bass, suck and drink.